The Bitcoin Group, the American original. For over the last 10 seconds, the sharpest Satoshis, the best Bitcoins, the hardest cryptocurrency talk. We'd like to welcome our panelists, Dan Eve, the Crypto Raptor. Bonjour, beautiful Bitcoiners. Stefan Kinsilla, patent attorney, libertarian author from C4SIF.org. Laissez les bon temps rouler. Martine Wishmayer from General Bytes. Good evening, Bitcoin. And I'm Thomas Hunt from the World Crypto Network. Moving on to issue one. Issue one. We finally know who FTX owes money to. Wall Street elite, big tech, airlines, and many more. That's right. Not your keys, not your coins is a lesson to corporations now, as the major losers in FTX seem to be large corporations. Just as they said in the great movie The Paper, they lost a lot of some fancy people's money. Dan Eve, what do you think about the FTX client list? Well, it's, it's another eye-opener again, isn't it, as to as to who's actually been investing in, in these crypto companies. Obviously, before it, it panned out that FTX was a, a giant fraud, uh, um, crazy kind of uh, money-hiding and manipulation scheme by, uh, by Sam Bankman-Fried, uh, there are a lot of actual big institutions dipping into it. And... Um, uh, and that's kind of evident from these documents that have been uh, been published. Uh, they, they have said like the, the, there is a, a bunch of um, uh, names in there. I think they they use Goldman Sachs as an example who 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 are on the list, but they may not actually be creditors. Um, but um, the fact is that there's definitely a lot of big names on there, and it shows that the institutions have been dipping into to cryptocurrency companies. Um, not necessarily buying Bitcoin, which they should be, and just holding their keys so they they don't get scammed as as uh, as people get burned continuously um, through through the you know, since the well since the inception of man, right? Anything can be defrauded uh, from you will be, and therefore just buy the Bitcoin and own it, and don't give it to someone else to look after it for you, who's going to rehypothecate it, and that money's just going to change hands so many times. But it's the same scenario as what happened when Celsius went down, right? There was um, the Celsius list was incredible, um, and uh, of, of the investors there there was even governments there were actual central central banks that were holding that were on the list um so there was you know every time one of these companies goes down and uh, these these lists of creditors gets published yeah, there's more um more um, big institutions and and big companies even governments popping out of the woodwork that have actually invested in cryptocurrency whilst being very silent um or, or even uh, dismissing bitcoin under the hood um, so I think JP Morgan was another one that was uh, that was was listed on here. Um, so yeah, I think it's 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 a good sign in in it's a, but obviously bad what's happened with FTX, but it's a good sign in general about all of these uh, companies, institutions, governments that are actually dipping into cryptocurrency in some way at least, um, which gets them on the journey to learning about Bitcoin and then holding their own private keys. And as we say about the you know not your keys, not your coins. Um, the problem with investing in in companies rather than just buying the Bitcoin yourself is kind of like uh, not, not your keys, not your privacy, because if something ends up happening to that company, then your investment uh, then gets that's uh, publicized, um, which, you know, it, you'd rather I'm sure you'd rather just hold Bitcoin and be happy with holding the Bitcoin and not have any of the third party risk that you do have with investing in a, in a random company that's going to throw throw money everywhere. JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, Netflix, Meta, and even Apple. Stefan Kinsilla, what do you think of these FTX investors? Well, no, I agree with Dan, actually. So I think that, you know, um, if you're going to invest in crypto, you can do it the right way or you can do it the other way. But the problem is they've demonized Bitcoin because of the energy stuff and because they don't understand it. So they go into these uh, these speculative investments, and you know, I'm not a I'm not in favor of scammers and pyramid schemers and FTX people and shitcoiners, but they are separating idiots from their money, which I don't think is a bad thing. Maybe we'll teach people a lesson in the long run. Um, if you want to hold a currency that can withstand the inflationary problems of a fiat currency. 
it's going to be a cryptocurrency, and that will be Bitcoin. Uh, and that's simple, and it's not sexy because it's boring. You have to wait for a few years, but they want returns and they want to leverage. Um, and so, you know, you you pay the price when you when you do these things. Martin Wishmayer, the usual drenching. Welcome to Bitcoin. Lose all your money. Greetings for the corporations. Yeah, I, and now, at least now we know why all our favorite Netflix shows are being canceled at this moment because they're out of money. But uh, yeah, that's you know you put all your money in a shitcoin casino. What can possibly go wrong? So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very sad that it's all went down the tubes. But it's better if the large corporations uh, lose the money, I think, than uh, if uh, individual investors lose it. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I think they learned the hard way and uh, not your coin, not your keys, not your coins. So next time, I think they're better off buying Bitcoin instead and hold it in a multi-sig wallet. Moving on to the exit question. A new article says institutions announced for 80, 85% of Bitcoin buying. Should we welcome our new institutional overlords? And what about that plan where the poor and the normal people had a chance to buy Bitcoin again. Dan, Eve, what do you think about the institutions on their way in again? Well, it's always been a meme, hasn't it? Like uh, in, in Bitcoin adoption, you know, there's kind of two sides to it, right? There's there's one is places um, accepting Bitcoin and that everyone gets kind of excited about, like when a big kind of a uh, big company lends lends legitimacy to Bitcoin by accepting it as a, as a form of payment. And the other side is, is the you know the very enemy that the Bitcoin stands to replace it in terms of the existing monetary system, um, when when um, the leaders of that monetary system actually dip into Bitcoin, you know that lends a lot of credence to, to Bitcoin and validates it. Um, so uh, it's positive that institutions are buying in, um, but yeah, it is sad that um, that the the everyday pe everyday people um, are still lagging way behind, and and you know they are going to be. By the time it really um, uh, becomes ubiquitous, um, the, the the institutions would have already been in, and uh, and the average person is going to be buying a million dollar bit, you know, fractions of a million dollar Bitcoin. Stefan, should we welcome our new institutional overlords? Well, I'm of mixed minds of this, of course, but I I, I actually think that um, so if we were to get. Uh, Let's say an ETF approved. I guess we'll talk about that later. One of our other talking points. It would pave the way for more people to get uh, a stake in this, um, and that's what I hope will happen. Um, so I'm not opposed to this at all. I, I, I think that uh, I think that people should be able to have many avenues to get you know exposure to this, but it's it's just too difficult at the current time. Um, you know the, uh, the 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 SEC keeps denying uh, ETFs to Grayscale and to other companies. Why are they doing this? Why why don't they want let let, let people do what they want to do with their four hundred one ks and their savings plans? Martine Wishmayer, is this like that time when they opened a special trading bank at J.P. Morgan and only let the rich trade cryptos? Yeah, I I, I don't really mind the institutions i think uh it it validates bitcoin as being like a, a serious investments category and i believe once it became over a, a market cap of one billion dollars or trillion dollars or something it uh, it justified having a good look at it from like an investment management perspective uh, personally i i i, I Buy Bitcoin, I get cash back on my credit card and I turn it into Bitcoin. Every penny I get back, I put it into Bitcoin. So no matter what the price is, whether it's 20K, whether it's 70K or whether it's 100K, I will still be, you know, doing putting my cash back into Bitcoin. And I think if, if we would all do this, then the price of Bitcoin, you know, would go to infinity. It's it's just it's just bound to happen. But Unfortunately, many people have weak hands. They sell and they buy, and then they think they can game the market. But it doesn't work like that. You just have to buy some Bitcoin and buy some more and buy some more. And yes, if the price is down, we get more Bitcoin, more sats for less. But even if the price is up, I still don't change anything. I just keep keep buying Bitcoin and just buy them all. 
Buy them all. Moving on to issue two. Bitcoin could be a key to saving the environment. Yes, you read that correctly. A new article claims that Bitcoin might actually be good to help the environment, helping use excess and stranded energy and turning it into a store of value. Then the renewables industry will become more cost-effective and economically viable. Meanwhile, a new nuclear-powered Bitcoin mine is opening in the United States. Bitcoiners are trying to make the notoriously polluting cryptocurrency a little more green. Stefan Kinsella, what do you think about the new green Bitcoin? Well, I think that the entire environmental industry is anti-human, and I'm, I'm like an Ayn Randian on this thing. Um, I mean, I, I I think the whole climate stuff is nonsense and um uh so nuclear i've long been a fan of nuclear power because of its uh its its technical uh differences with the other industries but one benefit of it is that it's like not polluting but the so the problem is this it's not polluting because it's not putting carbon into the atmosphere but to my mind carbon is plant food so i'm not so sure that like that's a drawback of nuclear that we we won't put as much CO2 into the atmosphere. So we won't have a, a as green of a planet if we have a, a totally nuclear planet. On the other hand, you know, the environmentalists, they won't admit that that's one benefit of it from their point of view. And then they they focus on nuclear uh, waste as, as the other thing, like they know anything about it, which they don't. So. I what I think is the best thing that will happen and probably will happen is that um, um, uh, you have all these new these flares of these uh, uh, fossil ch chemical plants and things in Texas and in other states. I think these things will be colonized as well as hydroelectric nuclear, too, as well, and even volcanic and hydroelectric. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with harvesting wasted energy, but I think that trying to meld the Bitcoin um, agenda onto this climate change bullshit in pseudoscience, pseudoscience is, is, is not the way we should go. We should not buy into the idea that, oh, we're going to destroy the climate unless we do A, B, and C. So that, that's kind of my perspective. I can understand why people do that to try to get regulatory approval or to try to get local approvals. But uh, yeah, I don't think that I don't think I don't think that uh, I don't think that Bitcoin's promise is to stop us from a, a, from a climate disaster that's not coming in the way that is predicted by mainstream uh, people. Well, I can say I agree with you a little bit that previously I was against nuclear power, worried about the waste. Uh, but if you look at our other power generation alternatives, renewables just aren't going to cut it, especially at night. So I think we will need a nuclear background. Uh, I think it's neat to use Bitcoin for this. And like you said, for the flares and for hydropower places where getting enough batteries up there might not be an option. Burning some of that power into a Bitcoin mine is an exciting use of it. Um, although I'm not sure if this nuclear plant is going to be the best. Uh, this might have been the one that they raised with a startup, and uh, it's not really related to the government or a larger power company. And when they generate enough waste, I don't know what the problem is. Probably shut it down, move on to the next one. Uh, Martin Wishmary, what do you think about nuclear-powered Bitcoin mining? Um, I'm not a big fan of nuclear power myself. Uh, we've had our share, fair share of problems here in Europe with it. Um, well, the U.S. had had had, had its problems, but uh, um, and we see now, especially now that they're like the war in the Ukraine, uh, they're constantly bombing near or even bombing the power plant itself and not using any nuclear bombs or anything. This is could spell the worst disaster ever. Uh, so, so you know, if we can avoid it, we sh I think we should avoid it. Um, there's plenty of other alternatives, like here in Portugal. I mean, everything, I, I didn't want green energy, but I just took an energy company and apparently it's all green. I mean, every single electron flowing through the system is either hydropower, wind power or solar. And, uh, and you're right, at night there's not enough uh, uh, solar power, but, but it, it, it will just throw some hydro in the mix. 
And I don't think we need any nuclear energy, but unless you live in France, because that's just all nuclear, but for the rest of Europe, I, I know the Portugal, no need for it. And I see more future in the flare using the gas uh, methane and, and, and waste methane from, from, from drilling and all, and using that as a, as, as a source of uh, fuel for mining Bitcoin, especially uh, given the fact that you can you can just use this energy at the location. You don't have to transport it. You don't have to compress it. You can just use it where you would normally flare it. Just put some modular boxes there, uh, fill them with one with a generator and the rest with mining equipment. And it, it, when the field runs dry or production stops, you just load your mining uh, modules on a truck and you put them uh, at the next spot. So I think that is very green compared to uh, any other alternative and sure there are no carbon emissions from um, from from nuclear energy but we're still struggling with the waste which we store on site and i've seen some documentaries about the us that they're not really good at managing the waste either and they just leave it at a plant location and they're still discussing whether they should bury it all in a mountain or not but nobody wants to be near the mountain or the people near the mountain or want it so it is a bit of an issue and it yes it might be cheap to produce it is good for decades but we're just pushing the problems to the next generation and and that i don't know i don't think it we need to you know it's not that we don't have any other alternatives and you know, i i drive a gasoline car because i don't want to have a battery operated car i know you drive battery operated car thomas but for me, I like my car to be have a nice range, and the same goes for everything. So I'm not a tree hugging hippie myself, but I think if possible, we should just you know use the methods that are you know low hanging fruits basically as energy sources. And I think methane, uh, and, and you know instead of flaring gas, uh, we should just use it for Bitcoin mining. Dan, Eve, up and at them. What do you think about nuclear-powered Bitcoin mining? Yeah, hell yeah. Well, I mean, there's the start. There's there's two two different types of. I mean, one's not around yet, right? So the current the current method is nuclear fission, um, where there's a lot of uh, you know radioactive waste, and you know there's been all sorts of uh, cool ideas discussed about how to get rid of it. Whether it's uh, well, I mean, you, uh, one of them is is to fire it at the sun, but the problem is if one rocket like goes off in the atmosphere blows up and then you've just spread nuclear waste all around the, the atmosphere. <laughs> uh, so that's not a great idea, but burying it like, I think in, I think it's Norway. Um, I think it's one of the Scandinavian countries. They, they like bury, uh, they, they encase the, the radioactive waste in concrete and then put it like a, a kilometer or so down in, into the earth's crust underneath a mountain. So the likelihood of that even coming up is like so insanely small. And if it does, it's like, you know, it's a giant thing of concrete. Um, but ultimately, um, the, what, one thing that is that is quite cool is that there's the positivity around City AM is like a, you know, big you know, um, London sort of uh, finance newspaper and um, or they call finance section. Um, and it's good that they're acknowledging the positive um, things around Bitcoin. So that article discusses uh, about the way um that it's uh that bitcoin actually incentivizes um clean energy and and even that there was a there was another article that, that was around this the cnet article around um uh that did blabber on about how um uh the really positive thing for cryptocurrency happened last year when ethereum dropped 99 percent of its emissions or whatever um but um but the fact you know obviously they they skip out the fact that ethereum uh is, is now suffering from the same thing that proof of stake has always suffered from which is you know it's get it essentially can still be gamed by the biggest holders of the currency whereas proof of work is a lot more distributed um and less likely to be gamed so it's it's um, much uh game so it's a much better system um but it incentivizes cheap patchy electricity and in this that very same article it discusses that um the cheapest electricity is around renewables especially where there's excess um and but putting the infrastructure in place where you have uh windmills that can't produce energy um or, or uh, you know or don't produce energy all, all of the time uh, but still will produce excess amount of energy that you can't actually store anywhere um it's good to put it into just to a usage doing something else which in this case is bitcoin mining since there's really not some you know not enough uh, good methods of storing electricity at the moment uh, and you can't pump it across vast vast um distances because it just loses its power as it were along the way 
And so we're kind of reaching that stage now where where maybe this is the tw- the 21st century's E equals MC squared, where we realize that energy and mass are interchangeable, but energy and money are interchangeable in this sense. And and energy is money. And and you need, you know, energy is what the all life on earth needs to exist. And uh and so it makes sense that that all of our trading should be somehow linked to to energy in terms of the value that we're trading. So um uh, ultimately it's it's good for Bitcoin that that there's so much more research going into it and it's not just a bunch of um articles that that uh really aren't very well researched just saying that bitcoin is bad for the environment and they're looking at all angles um and one one of the things that was was really cool in that article that i didn't realize was that um and even with all the things that i've read about bitcoin mining and, and even all the positive spin on it the fact that bitcoin is um the amount of bit energy that bitcoin mining uses is 0. Point, i think it's 0.02 percent 0.002 percent of the global energy 0.002 percent now i bet most people listening would actually think would have thought because of all these articles that you see about how bad bitcoin mining is that it would be worth using way more electricity than that because it uses more than whole countries but it's absolutely minuscule compared to all the other industries from, you know, especially for, even from gold. It's like a fifth of the, the gold and jewelry um, industry. And it's like, you know, it's it's less than hundreds and hundreds of, of, of the uh, thousands of, of the tra- transportation industry, um, just land transport alone, let alone sea and air and stuff like that. So it really it was people go on about the Bitcoin energy consumption. Um, and there's called these these cool sound bites of saying Bitcoin uses more than a country and blah, blah, blah. Um, it uses actually minuscule amounts of energy and it also drives energy uh it drives energy prices down because it puts more infrastructure in place to be able to compete because there's more ways to monetize that energy where you wouldn't have been able to monetize it before the m stands for money and we do have an update while we usually complain that playstations and xbox use more money than bitcoin there has been an update to xbox where they will update the xbox during the times where it's most likely that low energy use will be going on so low cost they've also made it so the xboxes have a new sleep function that actually puts the device to sleep and doesn't waste all that power so we won't be able to say that xboxes and playstations use more power than bitcoin anymore uh, but this has become a whole political issue in itself. They call Xboxes woke now <laughs> because of these settings. Uh, but let's move on to the exit question, kind of a uh, out-of-nowhere question, although Dan covered it slightly psychically, knowing that it was coming. A new plan by NASA wants to create a nuclear-powered spaceship for long-distance exploration. The problem is, how do we get the nuclear power there? Should we launch the spaceship from Earth with the nuclear power inside ready to go? Should we use one of our existing spaceships to launch perhaps just the plutonium, then build the spaceship in outer space? Or should we not do such a thing at all because of, like Dan said, the obvious risk of the rocket exploding and destroying all life on this planet? Stefan Kinsella, what do you think of our amazing new plans to explore the cosmos? Well, I actually, uh, so, so, uh, I'm not so concerned about the risks of an explosion, whatever. I'm a libertarian at heart, right? So my, my view always is, why are we doing this? And who's paying for it? Is it worth it? And I think that all these moonshots and all these space explorations, they're all just soaking the taxpayer for some kind of uh, grandiose thing that will glorify NASA or some congressman or some administration. And I think it's all bullshit. I think let's, 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 let's let it be private, and if it, were, if it makes sense, let it happen in its own time. We don't need to rush things. I mean it's, it's, it's a little bit bizarre that we landed on the moon. The U.S. landed on the moon in 1969, but it's been like dead for 50 years. That sort of indicate and the technology has gotten way better in the meantime but we still haven't gone back to the moon but we're about to right but it shows that it's like not economically feasible so i think that we should focus on having a solid set of laws that protects the rights of the people on the earth and lets them live good lives not these spectacular moonshots and things like this 
let it happen organically when it's ready to happen. What's interesting about this space program is some of the best programs have been the spinoffs like Velcro, fireproof clothing, and missiles that could hit Russia. And Martin, Tang, of course, Tang. Don't forget Tang. And Tang uh, and uh, astronaut ice cream. Martine, what do you think of NASA's plan? Should we uh, send up the plutonium? We need more missiles for Russia. Oh, I thought we weren't going to get political. That's pretty political. No, no, that was one of the benefits we had, like, you know, from the space uh, exploration. But uh, yeah, uh, no, I, 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 uh, I, I totally agree that we should have uh, a private enterprise do this and not waste taxpayers' money on some, I don't know, prestige project, which doesn't help anyone on planet Earth. So yeah, no, no. No. Dan, Eve, are you going to go with space here? Well, sorry, I'm, what was the question? I got carried away in chat. <laughs> should, should we send the nuclear-powered rocket into space? Oh well, it depends. It, it it depends, right? Because even uh, I think sending the the difference between sending large amounts of of nuclear waste that's just you know to be disposed of, trying to fly it to the moon or whatever, um, that then you know the, it's only to enough to power a rocket to go somewhere is 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 minuscule compared to like you know big big chunks of like depleted uranium or whatever it is that they're going to be throwing into space or is it depleted uranium no i don't know maybe i just got that from from uh, a film or something like uh what's it called the the train one with stephen keek stephen keek what's his name stephen seagal i'm pretty anyway. sure they, they use that for for bullet shells so i don't know if but they need those on the station yeah but but no, we have nuclear powered rockets cool cool but anyway this is this this conversation in in maybe 10 years time hopefully is all going to be uh, uh, you know, is going to be old school because we're going to have finally cracked nuclear fusion, which, you know, there's, there's, it seems like it's getting pretty close, right? It's going to be 10, 15 years away. Uh, didn't they, the other day, um, uh, within the last month, they 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 finally reached a point where they produced more energy than it took to actually um, power up the reactor, but for like fractions of a fraction of a second. So, yeah. you know, you just need to sustain that. I thought that we've been pretty close to realizing this for the past 50 years or so. so. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think, I think nuclear, that, I think nuclear fusion is complete. So, so in my, my opinion, this is, oh, I don't know. Um, the environmentalists oppose nuclear fission power, even though it's the best thing we have going, to be honest, for yeah. almost every possible source. And they say, well, if we have nuclear fusion, we'll be in favor of that. But they know that that's like never going to happen. It's not going to happen. But for the next 50 years, nuclear fission, we can we can have that. And that can have low carbon emissions and yeah. no, 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 no uh, pollution, whatever. Um, but then they'll say, well, then there's what about the nuclear waste? I mean, this idea of sending nuclear waste into outer space is insane. Uh, first of all, if you send it into outer space, you don't have to send it into the sun. What do you? Once you send it in outer space, what do you? Where do you care where it goes? But yeah, yeah we could bury it a kilometer or put it in the Mariana Trench in the ocean. It will never be, you know. Or by the time it's going to be uh, discovered, it will be uh, the race. The waste will be decayed. But th there's things you can do other than sending it into outer space. Like the point is, the left and the environmentalist left put these impossible obstacles they'll say well we don't want nuclear fission because there's the waste problem and we're in favor of nuclear fusion but that's never going to happen so i think we should say compromise and say okay if we can have nuclear fission as a backstop that can back back up all these soft soft power sources right like uh, uh hydro hydropower and and solar which are all inter intermittent and have all these other storage problems. Uh, if you oppose nuclear fission, you're not really an environmentalist in, in my view, right? Well, you guys probably aren't going to like this, but that's exactly what Bill Gates says in his new book, How to Solve the Climate Crisis, is that, yes, in addition to renewables, though we don't like it, we're going to need the nuclear power. We're going to need that. But we should like it. It's better than renewables. Energy. Renewables have so many problems compared to to nuclear. But, uh, you know, everyone has this 
you know, people people conflate nuclear. Uh, it's, it's one of those things like a, a solar power. a solar panel never killed anybody. But a nuclear no, no. power plant explosion like killed lots of people. Like it's yeah, hard yeah, to yeah, but people no. think that nuclear power means nuclear bombs, but they're they're totally different technologies. There's a whole history which is interesting, which we can't get into here. But uh, the, the American Western, the world nuclear power pro project went towards um, towards uh, towards uh, 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 plutonium instead of towards thorium because. The thorium process doesn't uh, produce the the fissile fuels you need for nuclear bombs, and so the entire world's nuclear power industry was distorted because of the need for nuclear weapons because of the Cold War and all this kind of stuff. But if we had just it, done it, it always, it always seemed really convenient that to run the power plants, we also get the uh, the radioactive. Yeah, it's stuff convenient, yeah. But thorium, too. thorium wouldn't do that. So I think thorium could be the future, but we don't know because the governments have they keep blocking us. China may be onto something here. We don't know yet, but I think that thorium fission nuclear plants may be the future of power production for the future. But we'll see. And we can use them to mine Bitcoin. Yes. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Moving on to the next issue. Check out WorldCryptoNetwork.com where you could click on the hosts and guest button and it'll load all of the various hosts and guests who have been on our show. Look, Will Pangman and more at worldcryptonetwork.com. Issue three, Bitcoin hash rate tops new milestone with minor hodling at a one year low. Martin Wishmayer, the hash rate is high, but the hodling is low. What's going on with Bitcoin miners? I guess they just have bills to pay. Uh, you know, <laughs> the price has been down, so uh, they've been hodling for, you know, they, usually when you mine some coins, uh, you keep them until the price is better and then you realize your profits. Uh, but if the pressure of like the energy bill in most cases is mounting up and uh, that you don't have any options, you just have to sell. Um, I don't really think there's a big relation to the price of Bitcoin that, you know, it will mean that Bitcoin will go up in the near future or anything, but I'm never too worried about it. Uh, if miners drop off because they're no longer profitable and they stop operations, yeah, the hash rate might go down a bit, but the hash rate is so high anyway, you know, it, it could half and the network would still be secure. So I'm not, I'm not worried at all, to be honest. It does seem like a very strange rally, perhaps, coming up for Bitcoin with the institutions making all the money, the miners and the normal people being left on the side. Dan, Eve, what do you think about the hash rate rising while the hodl rate for the miners is falling? Well, the 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 hash rate is, it's, I mean, even on bit for a chance that it's saying like 295 now and uh, it, it hit above, I think, three. The, the 300 and something 300 and 316 exahashes it's incredible it just keeps on it keeps on growing and it shows that even though the the price of bitcoin is kind of uh you know it's a, it's a, a multi-year lows um the fact is that the you know if you keep saying the infrastructure keeps on being built that the investment the investment's happening there's the nuclear powered bitcoin there's volcano powered bitcoin like all these projects are, are growing they're not actually stopping um so all of this is very positive and it just goes to show that that even despite the the kind of price action where people you know got out their obituaries again their bitcoin obituaries um uh, the the hash rate is is completely like spitting in their face uh, you know hitting all-time highs over 20 over 22 and and and, and now in 23 um so uh, they, uh, obviously the, the miners um they're they're probably um, what's the word hedging their bets a bit right just in case so I I think a few weeks ago I said I said a, a dead cat bounce I thought or oh, maybe the, this little pump's a dead cat bounce I was wrong what I meant was a bull trap um because uh, obviously it's not dead it's it's, it's it's just but maybe a bit of a bull trap and I was hoping it was because I want I wanted to buy some more and uh and I was I've been sat on the fence saying or oh, not sat on the fence but like going, come on it's gonna hit like 12k 12k come on that would take it like 85 percent down from all-time high but no but no uh now I'm I'm sat with less Bitcoin than I could have been 
because it's down 23k because honey badger don't care everything's still moving forward like there's more investment happening in bitcoin mining than ever there's more hash power than ever that's that's something that's really obvious there's more companies um that that are, are fabricating bitcoin mining chips than ever um and so this whole industry is it's been growing despite all the all the price turmoil uh, turmoil and all the people you know uh, poo-pooing bitcoin especially about the the environmental fud and um you know it's been resilient to to ethereum there was no kind of turning point on hash power when ethereum started going oh yeah we, we've we've reduced our emissions by 99 percent, and bitcoin's an evil um you know a whale boiling uh you know th- thing right there, there there wasn't a turnaround in hash power then um it's just grown even stronger because the the the, the clever people know that that's actually just fud uh, and it's just bs spread by people who want to make money out of other other altcoins or whatever that, that seem to be you know trying to get an edge on bitcoin but it's great the hash pack the hash rates are incredible the 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 um difficulties like 37 trillion which is which is insane um and um it's only going to grow it's only going to keep on growing um and just like the you know the network effect is 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 growing too Stefan Kinsilla, the hash rate is high, but the minor hodl rate is low. Despite mm-hmm. the traditional wisdom about the gold rush, the winners being the people that sell the shovels. What do you think? Well, I think, I mean, the details are always going to be fluctuating, right? But I think the ultimate idea is that for uh, for the Bitcoin maximalists, for the Bitcoin proponents, the idea is that ultimately um, you're going to have a cryptocurrency probably Bitcoin, which will replace the fiat currencies, right? But for that to happen, it has to happen in a certain process. Uh, and as that happens, you're going to see more and more people realize that, okay, we, we need to have one currency and people are going to realize which one is the best one to have your your money in, right? So I, so I think that's what's happening here. People are realizing that this is not going away. It's not going to go to zero. Like all these people that panicked, all my friends, like you mentioned these people, oh, I missed out, I missed out. Um, I have people like, oh, I've been telling them like 16,000 Bitcoins on sale, like kind of joking, but not really joking, like it's on sale because we know it's going higher. And they're like, oh, my brother-in-law told me this morning, uh, I missed out, it's 23,000, I missed out. I'm like, okay, but I've heard this story over and over and over again, I missed out. Uh, you haven't missed out. It's on its way up. You have to be patient. You have to realize that the tendency of the world is to move towards a one-world money because money is a, a unique good, which Mises and Hoppe and Rothbard call sui generis, which means it's not a consumer good. It's not a capital good, which means that consumer goods and capital goods are two different types of goods. But they're both of the type that the more of the good, the better, right? So the more uh, ice cream cones you have for consumer goods is better because there's more there's more goods for people to consume, or the more tractors or or or, or you have the better because you can make more farm equipment, you can make build more, uh, you know develop more farms. But money is a different type of good because it's a it's a useful thing, but if you increase the supply of money, it doesn't increase wealth. So it's it's different than other types of goods. And what but what that means is you only need one money for society, right? But if you only need one money, then we have to expect that if the governments don't block this process, and they're trying to, but we don't think they'll be successful, th- there's going to be a convergence towards one money and it will eventually replace. Fiat, and I think that's Bitcoin. So you have this kind of so this idea that uh, these people that are paranoid, like when Bitcoin goes from sixty five thousand to sixteen thousand, they get paranoid. I guess they think that if they have a Bitcoin, they're going to lose all of it. How can they lose all of it? They can only lose all of it if Bitcoin goes to zero. If Bitcoin goes to zero, that means we we've given up the social project of replacing analog money, fiat, state controlled money. With digital money, I don't think that's ever going to happen. It's it's like it's like saying we're going to get rid of email and go back to to snail mail. It's not it's not it's never going to happen, right? I mean, we've already reached a digital age, and the digital age of money is upon us. But the governments are clinging onto their their monopolistic positions, and they're not letting 
a, a, a digital money replace the fiat money, but it will happen eventually um, if all things go well. <laughs> Hopefully, that's that's my hope anyway. So that's why I think that that's why I think that these things are people still have hope in them because they kind of see the potential, they have a glimmer of it, and and they kind of sense that it's not going away. It's not going to zero. If it doesn't go to zero, then the 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 sky's the limit. It also fits the history of the analog to digital conversion that we've been living through in everything in our lives. Yes. Everything that's analog gets replaced by digital. Yes. Sure, we like newspapers. We liked old film cameras, all these things. It was seamlessly replaced. No one listens to cassette tapes anymore. It's all MP3s. But there's still one analog force of power that demands and deserves your respect. The Bitcoin predictor ball, the greatest predictor in all of Bitcoin <laughs> history. Now, Dan, Eve, predict against the ball. Will the price of Bitcoin be higher or lower this time next week? I'm stubbornly saying lower. Stephen Kinsella, higher or lower? Higher. Martine Wismayer, we've got a mixed panel so far. Oh, totally higher. The only way is up. Two to one higher. Now we'll ask the ball. Will the price of Bitcoin be higher this time next week? Most likely, most likely, the ball is positive. Moving on to issue four. Issue four. Arizona senator introduces bill to make Bitcoin legal tender in the state. Yes, the new legislation would recognize Bitcoin as a form of currency in Arizona, allowing it to be used for all debts, taxes, and other financial obligations. This would mean that all transactions that are currently done in U.S. dollars could be done with Bitcoin, and individuals and businesses would have the option to use Bitcoin as they see fit. Martine Wishmayer, will Arizona become like El Salvador, the United States' Bitcoin Republic? I, I, I don't know, uh, to be honest. I don't think it's that important. Uh, like right now, everything I pay for I pay with Bitcoin. Okay, it's converted on the spot the moment I make a point of sale transaction, but I haven't touched any cash since, what, the beginning of the pandemic? That's like three years ago. So uh, everything I pay for is already in crypto. So yeah, and, and also I don't think that it's good. It shouldn't be forced upon people like in El Salvador. People should, you know, the idea behind Bitcoin is that you you decide. You decide, I want to use Bitcoin. It's not that it should be forced on you. Uh, on the other hand, uh, if Arizona would say it's legal tender, then yeah, well, it might. Uh, it, it, it's good for Bitcoin. It gives it some recognition, but it's not really important, in my opinion. I don't know if I make myself clear in that. Dan, Eve, is this the future of Bitcoin adoption? 50 states? 50 legal tender acts well, again it it, it it lends legitimacy to it um so um you know the, the, the and people would like the idea of paying their their bills in 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 bitcoin although i'm kind of i'm always talking about this because people don't like spending bitcoin if you're really into bitcoin that much you don't want to spend it because you're like oh, i don't want to pay my my taxes because if i you know if i pay them next year then um or you know the bitcoin next year will be worth x amount more so um it's kind of yeah it, it, and we've all got regrets like like you know i've got plenty of like stuff like i look back at that object that i bought and i think of like the the one that i bought of that object and then the pile of them that would have been sat there if i'd have just kept the bitcoin until now like you know and so so there's that that regret thing right that that people have so if you're paying your taxes it's almost like it's even worse right because you're like oh if i gave that bitcoin to the to, to to the government to pay my taxes it could have been worth x amount now and you know and um like Lars Ulrich, i would have that gold-plated uh, shark tank swimming pool or whatever um if i'd have just held on to the corn um so but but ultimately it's it's it's, it's good right it for inf in terms of infrastructure in terms of payment exception um uh around the world it's it's another positive thing and and you know the 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 dollar um has um such a huge stronghold on the the world as it is that um uh, i think the us really needs to to delve into bitcoin a bit more rather than keeping it at arm's distance to make sure that 
Um, you know, they've got a foot in the door for when Bitcoin does become the global reserve currency eventually down the line. So um, it's good that the, the US um, states are individually opening up. Um, you know, like Florida have been 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 kind of quite open about it. And um, uh, and so seeing Arizona do the same, is, I think it's very positive. And, and where else was it? Uh, was it I can't remember the word now. Was it uh, um, that that Trace Mayer and oh, oh God, was that Wyoming or something? Wyoming, that's it. Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so again, this is really positive news that 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 um, is it Cynthia Wyoming? Um, that, yeah, yeah. So so it's, um, it's just positive altogether that that individual states, whilst the US as the, the the as as a federation of states isn't isn't recognizing Bitcoin specifically, that the individual states are, and you know that just creates a domino effect. To the the more that do, the more that um, will recognize it, and the more that eventually it will be, you know, it will be become recognized by by you know the the wider hierarchy and stuff well it does sound fun i'm not sure if if i agree i think dan's right we don't really want to pay our taxes in bitcoin like give unto caesar that which is caesar's as jesus said but if you send your bitcoin you lose your bitcoin you could have bought so much more stuff as well as exposing your address maybe the government just wants more bitcoin uh, Stefan Kinsella, I'm sure you're going to be thrilled with the U.S. government and a state, even a great state like Arizona, giving their official seal to Bitcoin. That's what we need. Well, so I think that a major country, the U.S., uh, somehow recognizing Bitcoin's status in the in in a way that would would would. So I think the big impediment towards Bitcoin, one big impediment towards Bitcoin adoption. Uh, in addition to the fact that it has to overcome the network effect of the dollar being the main currency, but one big impediment is the fact of capital is capital gains taxes, which applies to assets or commodities that are not considered to be uh, currency or whatever. So I was hoping that the El Salvador recognition of Bitcoin as legal tender would would have that effect because sometimes the U.S. will recognize a foreign currency. As legal tender, and they won't subject, but they haven't, as far as I know, they haven't done that yet. So I think they're resisting that, um, and I certainly don't think that any American state can 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 do that. And I, I frankly doubt that Arizona or any state will actually pass these laws. This is all just vaporware and just uh, talking by activists, which people I support, but I think that they're just like either exaggerating or you know, there's there's wishful thinking going going on here uh and the other thing is i was reading through this thing in the article that we were uh going through arizona says so they have a definition in, in this in this in this in this draft law they define bitcoin how do you, you have to define bitcoin right if you're going to make it legal tender it's the decentralized peer-to-peer -peer digital currency in which a record of a transaction is maintained on the bitcoin blockchain Blah blah blah. So okay, but what's the Bitcoin blockchain? Because you're going to have Craig Wright and these in-chain guys say, "Oh well, BSV is the real one." Like it's a circular definition. Like you can't really anchor it to one thing. It's hard. It's hard to say what Bitcoin is. I guess you could define it by its ticker symbol BTC. But even ticker symbol is just a privately adopted nomenclature, which some people fight over and dispute. Right. Um, so I guess I don't see this. I think it's hopeful that people are moving in this direction. Um, look, for, for, for marijuana legalization, I think that the states are doing something what Tom Woods and the other guys called nullification by gradually privately um, by gradually legalizing marijuana in the states by their state laws. Um, they're effectively paving the ground for eventual national legalization of marijuana but money is different because the money is a national thing and the and the federal government has a complete monopoly over that um so uh, so let's say that Arizona makes it legal tender in Arizona what does that mean I, does that mean that I don't have to pay capital gains taxes on my bitcoin when I convert them into whatever when I pay my taxes in Arizona I don't think so so it's really to me um a, a fairly meaningless paper gesture, but one that augurs in a potentially significant direction. But let's wait and see. That's that's my view on it. 
It seems the main change of the El Salvador accepting as legal tender is that the IRS changed their language to say, while some countries do accept Bitcoin as legal tender, we don't, blah, 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 so forth and so forth. Moving on to the exit question, a little bonus Tesla topic here. Tesla keeps losing money on its Bitcoin holdings. Uh, should we be laughing as, at Tesla as they were fair-weather friends to Bitcoin, abandoning it the minute that they heard that Bitcoin might be bad for the environment, even though we've shown it could be good for the environment? Or should we feel sad for Tesla and hope that they do well? Martin Wishmare, what do you think about Tesla losing hey, money on Bitcoin? Why are you asking me? I know, I, you know I'm not an Elon Musk fan. I would never drive one of their battery-operated cars. I don't care if they lose money. I mean, they can probably get some little subsidies and 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 money from the state to to cover it up. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't think it's for me. It, it's not interesting. They probably they probably will make money later, but they already sold some. So I don't know. You know, I don't really care about Tesla or SpaceX or Elon or Starlink or any of his boring stuff. They're like a cat and they'll land on their legs. Dan, Eve, what do you think about Tesla losing money on Bitcoin? Well, I, I'm still baffled as to how 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 dumb a move that came of them. Um, but they pretty much sold the bottom, right? They sold like near near the bottom or at least the, the local bottom that we have now. Uh, but just the fact that they U-turned on um, on on um, the the FUD around environmentalism, you know, it, 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 on, on a company that kind of prides itself as like cutting edge technology and the best you know research which produces the best technology you'd think they'd re they'd have one researched the buying of bitcoin a bit more in the you know the mining process and number two they'd have done just a little bit more um um research on on actually how much you know on the more positive renewable articles rather than just going on the on the fud the sort of head, the media headlines so i think there's there's probably a bit more to it like you know, pissed off shareholders that that maybe made them make that decision um, rather than um, rather than it being specifically you know mining orientated or whatever. Um, but it's it's obviously now it's panning out to be a bit of a bad move because they could have just held that Bitcoin and it would have gone up probably the same amount that they've apparently just written off. So um, in that short space of time, so that's really not worked out very well. Um, but also they could have played it, you know, the thing about Musk is he's quite a, you know, he's, he's a, an, ex, uh, what's the word? He's like a, you know, he's, he's very, he plays the media, right? He's a, um, um, what's the word? Like a, not extravagant word like that. But anyway, he's eccentric, right? He's a bit of an eccentric kind of, you know, plays the media and stuff like that. You'd think that he'd try and having invested in Bitcoin and the way he's messed around with his own share prices, um we could the crazy things that he'd say you'd think he'd be a bit more balls on the table about bitcoin like saying yeah it's it's, it's fud right the environmental stuff it's all fud we're an electric car company you know that sort of stuff um and they they could have done a bit more so um it's strange that they played it the way they did and they've ended up losing money um as long as they hold we know ultimately it's gonna it's gonna go up so i don't think there's any issue there um, but but yeah, if they if they end up selling any more now before the next bull run, that's gonna they they're gonna look like uh, they're gonna have a lot of egg on their face when it eventually hits um, all time highs again. At one point, Tesla had made more money on their Bitcoin holdings than they ever made from all the cars. Stefan Kinsella, what do you think about Tesla's Bitcoin holdings trouble? Well, anyone who proposed Dogecoin, I mean, I can't uh, feel too sorry for <laughs> for what happens to them. Um, on the other hand, compared to all the other bad guys out there, Musk is not at the top of the heap. I mean, yes, I think Tesla is basically a subsidy-seeking um, uh, environmentalist bullshit company, and if uh, electric vehicles make sense, then – all the other vehicle companies can do that too, which they're starting to do. And I see no special advantage of Tesla um, unless there's intellectual property, which they, to their credit, they claim to have disclaimed early on, although they didn't do it officially and formally. Um, so I guess I would say um, 
you know, if someone loses money on a Bitcoin investment because they sell when they shouldn't have, then that's just idiots being parted from their money, and that's a good thing. Oh, come on, Elon. Dollar cost averaging. Got to hold your own <laughs> keys, man. Get that program, dude. I mean, Michael, Michael Saylor seems to be pretty good on this, right? He's He's not giving in. He's doing good so far, and so is El Salvador. They might turn it around. It might be right. one of those just, success just, stories. Just hodl for a couple of years. Have a long time horizon. Well, we certainly have a long time horizon for the next story, which we've been talking about forever. Issue five, SEC rejects ARC 21 shares spot Bitcoin ETF for the second time. Yes, once again, the SEC has stopped the ETF. They said that the proposal failed to demonstrate that the proposal is consistent with the requirements surrounding the prevention of fraud and other malevolent practices. They have allowed uh, futures Bitcoin ETFs where you can invest in the futures, but not a spot ETF where you can invest in the underlying asset. Dan, Eve, will we ever get an ETF in the United States? Uh, well, event eventually, yeah, it's it, it's going to happen, right? But I think you know there's probably a bit more pressure from um, the SEC after um, the the whole FTX uh, debacle, and and what wasn't there like a, there wasn't there a guy from the SEC re resigned over over the over meeting with with FTX or or, or Gary stood down, right? What's that? Gary, Gary, I don't know if he not Gary. Does. Gary Gensler's their 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 head honcho there, but I'm sure there was someone who's related to the the FTX case that had to step aside or something because I mean there the there was there. a lawyer who, where her husband represented FTX and she had to uh, the a judge or a lawyer had to resign themselves from the case. Yeah. Oh no! Well, I thought it was actually someone. So I've got the wrong end of the stick, but I thought it was someone who was actually in the SEC who'd been meeting a couple of times and uh, and and so the SEC kind of uh, a caught on the back foot about this one because um it's not like you know i think what wasn't wasn't ftx wasn't sam bankman fried uh actually kind of giving um the sec kind of regulatory or was working with them about regulatory advice so um i think that if they are having having had that link to ftx um, um that they they would kind of have egg on their face by by approving a bitcoin etf and if the price dumped a bit or whatever so and they haven't protected people so i think they're just now in extra cautious mode um so that, that's probably why it's been rejected but again it goes back to the same old argument to say that oh the bitcoin prices you know bitcoin price can be manipulated and blah 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 um it's just it's just ludicrous because that happens in the 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 normal world anyway with all with all the regulation we have you know the, the libel rates rigging the 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 well the, the price silver prices and that was jp morgan wasn't it the silver price rigging for silver price rigging for years so um it, it does happen despite all the all the regulations and and actually bitcoin is is one of the industries that is under scrutiny a lot at the moment and is under the the public eye a lot at the moment so um yeah, I think it's going to happen eventually, but there's uh, because of the price dip from all time high and the recent FTX scandal, or the I say the FTX scandal with the you know the Celsius BlockFi, all of the, all of that trickle of of companies that have failed, um, uh, cascaded sort of upon each other, failing. Um, that's probably put them uh, put put them back a, a, a few steps in actually acknowledging Bitcoin as a spot Bitcoin ETF. Um, because they've got to look like they're protecting people um, and they haven't protected people very well with, uh, with, with those other, other companies. So well, I've been in this uh, Bitcoin ETF game so long. I remember when the Winklevi applied for an ETF several times and it seemed like they would get it with all of their finance and their background. Uh, Stephen Gonzilla, what do you, do you agree with Dan Eve? Do you think that SBF and FTX have, cost us a chance at a bitcoin etf i'm i'm not sure i think there's there's some kind of opposition to this right and i think all the down the down markets have given ammunition to the federal regulatory agencies and the and the conservative people that want to wait 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 um i used to think it was inevitable i'm starting to wonder if they're just going to block it forever uh, unlike a lot of the bitcoin maxers i think an etf would be a good thing so um, I see no problem with having an alternative way to own Bitcoin. I would love to be able to own some Bitcoin easily in a 401k or a 
or a uh, or, or, or these kind of uh, these kind of these kind of things. Um, so so I'm not sure, but I, I will say that like um, I noticed that uh, GBTC, which I invested in a while back, hoping hoping it would some late someday become um, an ETF, right? And I bought it at a discount, like which apparently everyone did except for a few people in the beginning when it was a premium. But um, and I just checked online. My latest check is right now. It's at a forty-one point, so forty-two percent discount from their uh, their net asset value, right? So, like, if you sold all their bitcoins, so like anyone who holds GBTC right now, if they liquidated, if my understanding is correct, and I'm not a financial guy, but I think you would get like a you'd, you'd get the you would get like your full value, so you'd get a, a big bump. And they say this. They they say in their statement that you know if they fail in their judicial appeals, um, uh, we would entertain working constructively with regulators to offer a tender offer. So I think what that means is they're saying we're going to give up and just like redeem all the uh, all the Bitcoin values and just return it to the to the owners of the GBTC trust, um, which I assume would mean you know I would get you know. A forty percent return or whatever on my investment, so I, I don't want that to be the case. I'd rather them convert to an ETF and let it rise forward with the market. But if they have to give up, it would be a sad thing, and I hope they don't have to. But uh, we'll we'll see how this case will this case uh, this case um, that they're appealing uh, results in. Well, and part of the reason for the popularity and the existence of the grayscale Bitcoin trust is because they won't allow a normal Bitcoin ETF. People have to invest in that or something like MicroStrategy or Riot Blockchain, one of the mining companies, if you want to have that exposure to Bitcoin in your traditional portfolio. Martin Wishmare, what do you think? Will we ever see a Bitcoin ETF in the United States? I don't know. Sometimes I think there is a bit of a hidden agenda there that uh, they want to block it indefinitely. But you know, even though an ETF would not be for me, I, we don't have any 401k type of pension saving plans. Uh, I think it would be good for the market, uh, definitely, because people will be able to divert some of their pension funds to Bitcoin. And I think if they can at least like allocate a few percents to Bitcoin, then they will actually have a pension by the time it's time to retire. So yeah, I hope it will happen. But as I said, I think there's a hidden agenda somewhere that they'll just keep blocking it. You can bet on the future of futures and and bet that the price will be going down, trying to kill the market basically, but no, you can't buy any spot Bitcoin or spot, spot prices for your ETF. So no, no, no. I don't know. Not very hopeful here, Thomas. It's almost like they could buy insurance for their portfolios in case everything doesn't work out and Bitcoin goes up. They'd always have that Bitcoin as a backup plan. Uh, we're running out of time. Dan, Eve, are you ready with a prediction or a story of the week? Go ahead. Oh, I, I, I yeah. Well, I just on, on the previous one, I just wanted to add that the, the irony that, um, you know, that they want to protect, you know, people from, you know, for, they want to protect their 401ks from exposure to Bitcoin, whereas the people who people who want them in their 401ks want protection against the dollar. So it's this like this silly like combat, you know, because I, I, I certainly want that. I don't keep like, you know, uh, you've got to have a certain amount of your, your pension in, 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 in fiat money um yeah unless you want just sort of real high risk but the fiat money is just waning in like year by year so you know you're losing money in that so i'd rather be putting that in in real money like like bitcoin uh my news or story of the week no i, I i've got none i really I, I lead a very boring life nowadays but it's very mysterious i'm working on some really cool projects but i, I can't say anything about them which is really frustrating so uh, the so ultimately I'm a boring man who leads a boring life right now and I have nothing interesting to say. I was in one of those once it's on uh, LinkedIn it's called a stealth startup. I still get emails. We're so excited by your work with Stealth Startup. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Stefan Kinsella, do you have a prediction or a story of the week? Go ahead. I, I was going to say something boring and theoretical like uh intellectual property will not <laughs> will not st stop being enforced by the governments for the foreseeable future um but let me say this i just came across this thing um apparently it happened a few days ago i saw it on someone's feed 
it was a Bitcoin masterclass. Have you guys heard of this? By uh, Craig Wright and Point uh, <laughs> uh, in uh, Inchain and Coinbase or whatever it is. And it was like this two day seminar in London with like a uh, uh, 15, 15 losers in a room and then like a, a, a YouTube channel that no one's watching. And it's like bad audio and just incoherent uh, uh, graphs on a chalkboard. It's all complete bullshit. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess my prediction is that um, uh, the Calvin Air in chain Craig Wright stuff um it's just going to keep going on for the foreseeable future. Apparently someone in this nook and crannies has enough money to like keep pushing their former, uh, their former line. And so I guess, uh, I guess that, and of course, that was my point earlier with this uh, thing about uh, defining bit Bitcoin by the Bitcoin blockchain. People could say, well, there's more than one, right. And there have been more than one. So I think, I think that the, uh, I guess that the, the shit coiners are going to keep going on for quite some time. I guess that's my prediction. Excellent. Uh, while the government may continue to enforce copyright, we did get a little bit back this year with an early version of Mickey Mouse, Steamboat Willie joining the public domain, as well as the Arthur Conan Doyle, Arthur Conan Doyle uh, Sherlock Holmes stories, at least the early ones. Uh, Martine Wishmare, do you have a prediction or a story of the week? Go ahead. Uh, story of the week uh, is um, one of our uh, competitors, Genesis Coin. Uh, they use uh, Gen Mega kiosk machines and they produce software to make it into a Bitcoin ATM, as many of them were sold. And they sold the company to another operator called Bitstop. So many of their clients are now being basically forced into a new software provider. Uh, might not be uh, ideal. There's lots of changes. To, it's like a, a big shift in the whole Bitcoin ATM industry. So, uh, you know, if if people are, are operating those Gen Mega kiosks and they don't feel happy with their current software provider being sold to their competitor, uh, then they can contact General Bytes and just install the GM kit, which we've launched like a few months ago. And we've been getting really good reviews on it. So uh, I'm I'm totally totally stoked to be honest. Couldn't come at a better time. So uh, we we'll, we are like the lifeboat for all the other ATM operators that uh, that are now being forced uh, to deal with basically a former competitor. So um, yeah yeah very good very good timing too. So yeah it's like yeah I, I had a party a bit you know when I heard the news. <laughs> Well, this is a great uh, cypherpunk idea that you could upgrade the software on other ATM machines uh, to open your freedom of running the software that you want to run. It's very cool stuff, Martin and uh, General Bytes. Uh, well, thanks to everybody for watching us. Give us a thumbs up down below. Thanks to everybody in the live chat. Give us a comment, subscribe, all those things. Until next time.